0: In a world driven by selfies and social media, where empathy and entrepreneurs are considered contradictory, one podcast has set out to put empathy back in the boardroom by hearing from the best entrepreneurs around the world. Empathize It will hear from the leaders of the digital economy and learn how the soft skills drive their business. This is the Empathize It podcast. Okay, good morning to Jason. How are you?
1: I'm well, um, how are great. you?
0: Great, thank you. Uh, it's been a long time since I've been recording. Uh, so thank you for being that first person after a couple of months. So it's great. Um, talking with Jason Stilweiss, uh, one of the people behind the amazing newsletter that almost every marketer person in the almost industry that I think of uh, should be following and reading and learning from called Morning Brew. Um, it's a shameless plug only because I think everyone should be watching them. Um, but I'm going to let Jason introduce himself what, what he does and what, what he does for, for Morning Brew and then we'll get we'll dive right in.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much for the shameless plug. Um, I, uh, so I'm Jason Scholleis. I am the, the SVP and Head of Brand Partnerships at Morning Brew. Um, and so Brand Partnerships for us um, is another, you know, another name for sales. Uh, but my role is really overseeing the entire revenue org, which consists of brand partnerships, account management, integrated marketing, uh, strategy operations, and creative.
0: Cool. So that's awesome. So you're doing like a whole, how big is the team right now at Morning Brew?
1: So we are, uh, we are 20 people. So my, my org is 20 people, um, which is up from three uh, a wow. year ago. Um, and the entire company uh, just uh, recently eclipsed fifty uh, total people.
0: Wow! So and then that so marketing is a, as a as the like as a whole marketing is about twenty. You're saying?
1: Yeah. So revenue is about twenty in the uh, oh, the, the marketing side of things that sits under me would be the integrated marketing team, um, which will help kind of like a lot of our pre-sale strategy for all of our franchises. Um, and help us come up with the you know the really awesome ideas for our brand partners that leverage all of our you know awesome assets.
0: Cool, that's awesome. So and and I'm guessing that the growth, the ridiculous growth in a year, I mean that's insane. From three to fifty, basically, uh, is based on is is just proof of what the model of what Morning Brew is really doing, which is kind of revamping the whole idea of a newsletter. Um, in a, in a nutshell um, <laughs> <laughs> but we'll talk about that a little bit later i don't want to get into that right now cuz that's going to throw off everything else um so you know i'm a big fan of twitter you are morning brew is a lot of people are and yeah. the first thing i see about you and when i what i notice about you and about your bio is that you're into connecting dots and that's like your bio that's it right so what what is that all about
1: so for for me it's um you know I think it's even if you take a step back it's it's it starts with collecting dots um and that has been kind of like a fundamental and and core belief system for me over the years um which you know I think in order to connect dots you have to collect dots first and you know Steve Jobs has like a i think you know had a also kind of like a similar mantra um as well, but you know for me, that's about the people and experiences um that you, you know, that you gather and collect along the way. Um, and I think, you know, for, for me and, and my career, I've done a lot of different things inside of media and I've met a lot of amazing people. And I don't, I, I like firmly and truly believe I would not have been, you know, given this opportunity at Morning Brew had it not been for like those people and experiences that I had collected along the way. And Morning Brew is really where I've been able to connect a lot of those dots um to you know to help grow um the you know the revenue org and and help us hit our you know very aggressive revenue growth goals
0: that's awesome i love it so it's kind of like what it's in some ways you're saying connecting the dots collecting the dots there's now like this whole meme thing about how people take the data. It. <laughs> yeah it's everyone there's like there's a bunch of them there's one now about like uh, i just saw one about like data in general and then there's now one about like the jewish religion which i thought was funny I sent it to a couple of people who i know that are
1: Please, please send that to me. Yeah, well, uh, it's hyster- well. I think
0: it's funny. Also, I sent it to my brother-in-law, as a rabbi. He thought he was laughing hysterically. It makes sense, but it's it's just funny. Um, anyway, but uh, that being said, it's more like you're t- you're taking your experiences and you're just kind of saying is like all the dots that you've collected, which are call the dots, will be you know translated into let's say experiences, opportunities, interactions, and you're now saying is I've c- collected these dots throughout my life, and you're you Jason. Obviously, your dots are different than mine, but now you're saying is those dots now can kind of come to a form that allows me to kind of take them, leverage them, interact with them, et cetera. Is that what you kind of what you're saying? Here?
1: Absolutely. Um, and I think, you know, you're never, you're never at a place in your career or life where you stop collecting, but I think that there are very pivotal moments in your career and life where you're able to kind of take a look back and say, you know, I have, I have collected enough to do something like to build something, I think, very meaningful. Um, and, you know, I think there was just a a perfect kind of like confluence of, of time and space at, um, you know, at Morning Brew for me to do that.
0: Awesome. And how long have you been, you've been in Morning Brew now for like a year, right?
1: Uh, one year, one month.
0: Wow. Don't, don't sound so excited. No, (laughs) Uh,
1: (laughs) it's, uh, it's, uh, I, I only, I know that only because I, like I very recently wrote, um, you know, a little bit on, on LinkedIn, kind of documenting, you know, my past year and a lot of the different things that, that I had learned, but the, you know, the, the degree of like excitement and purpose that I still do feel like every morning waking up and getting to continue to like to build and work at Morning Brew with the incredible team that we have is like, is like nothing I've ever felt in, you know, in, in my professional career.
0: That's awesome. That's like, you know, the, the people who get up to w- work and love what they do. It's, you know, they don't feel like they're working a day in their life, which is awesome. You've been there for a year and a month. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I, we, I mentioned it, I had a shameless plug. That's because I collect, you know, anyone who knows about Morning Brew is that if you share Uh, your own link you get more points and then those points get you know swag which you're I have to say Morning Brew's uh, swag game is pretty strong um so I have to uh, I don't have any of it but I know that is they do have it um but that being said what is it like that what was the when you walked in there a, a year ago and you know there are three people in the company or whatever amount of people there were in that company at the time what was it that brought you that you're just like yes this is it and also like what was the vision then and now as a comparison to now
1: yeah so the i'll i'll, I'll clarify it as well quickly so i was the 20th um hire, uh and so the entire company was 20 the revenue team was three um and so we've gone from 20 to 50 overall oh, and three and three to 20 um on the revenue side of things the i mean the thing that first struck me was the product itself like i was a subscriber before you know i met later. Yeah. And it was like, it's cause it's objectively, I mean, as objective as I can be, right. It's, it is really good. Right. Like the content is good. The writing is good. Like right. it, it is a, like the product is phenomenal. And I got introduced to Alex, the, our, our CEO and co-founder um, through a mutual friend who, who also went to Michigan. Um, and I just really hit it off with Alex and, you know, in previous roles, I'd met a lot of founders and there was something that was very different um, and you could kind of tell special about Alex. Um, and so I started to like he and I talked and he was trying to, you know, he initially was describing what, you know, he wants the revenue org to grow into. And I was like, oh, my, you know, my background is actually like kind of exactly what you're, you know, you're describing here. Um, And then that sort of started to progress. And then I met Austin, um, you know, our co-founder and COO, um, who he's, he's my boss now. Um, And Austin is special and unique. And the two of them, Alex and Austin, like make just such the perfect founding pair um, and are such incredible leaders that, so, you know, you have the product, you have the found, you know, you have the founders and leadership that are all incredible. Then I started to meet the rest of the team and something that holds true even to today is the level of, I would say, where everyone is so nice and so smart and so is so deeply caring and passionate about the brand and the product and our partners is like also something I had never seen before. And so it was like each layer throughout the process of my joining, there was something that was something like something I had never seen before um, and didn't know necessarily was possible in media. Um, and so that was something that was just really exciting. And then, you know, the, I think from, from the very earliest founding of, you know, Morning Brew in 2015, when, you know, Alex and Austin were at, Green school, was this idea of, you know, empowering modern business leaders with engaging and accessible content. That is our mission statement now. Um, and it was true, you know, in, in 2015, when when there was an opportunity to distill, you know, the Wall Street Journal and other news publications for, um, you know, for people who wanted a a better way to consume business news, um, you know, that exists today, um, as well, and that's that's kind of been our north star, um, from day one.
0: So, so from what I understand, you're saying is you take the, I mean, I I read that thing, I read Morning Brew almost every day. Um, by for me, it's a, like right at the afternoon. By the time I get it, but it's uh, <laughs> so it's not. It's like afternoon proof But I also I drink a cup of coffee then too. But um, <laughs> but it's um, the it's really. I mean, what's unique about it is not the articles because most of the articles are content that already exists. I mean, it's most of it is just you know the you know, fast company, World Street Journal, New York Times, whatever that may be mm-hmm. that, of the day. It's more the let's call it the editorial content that kind of before you link out to that. Persons, you know that mm-hmm. company is really that's you know I, I call it snark, but it's not snark. It's really like good quality content that goes out with there uh, that really enhances it, right? And there's it's the commentary that you have on the article that someone else wrote that is ready your commentary
1: on. Yeah, it's um, <laughs> there. You know, I think I think we prefer wit uh, right. wit to okay, snark. Wit. Okay, um, <laughs> and uh, I mean the the tone and voice of Morning Brew is is also something that like. You know it when you see it, right. um, and you know that level of of intelligence and wit um, and conversational nature is something that we we do try to um, you know always kind of stay true to you know to that tone and voice. Um, and I would say, in a world of curation, where there are a lot of you know there are a lot of places that do curation, and a lot of that might manifest in a series of links or some bullet points or whatever it is, you know, the the ability to take complex information that you are curating and add a level of context and understanding and synthesis to it is is also an area where you are creating additional content and you are able to stand out from your competition.
0: While giving while still giving the attribution to the original publisher, which is really a big conversation, you know, greater and larger mega you know you know kind of thing about you know attribution and making me staying true to that component which a lot of companies you know mess up um to say it lightly um yep. and so right so that so that's really where the that nice blend of morning brew is i'm i'm sure you're relating to it but i'm saying is that it's the half you know half put my commentary on it part curating the content which already exists and still give the attribution and the and and the traffic which are and says i'm assuming you're doing is basically some sort of traffic model you 're driving traffic to these companies and therefore they're appreciating it i mean some way
1: <laughs> i mean Definitely.
0: i mean that's what you know i'm not, i'm not a financial i, I work i don 't work in financial companies I used to work with one as a consultant uh, but you know that was their model basically doing that kind of thing creating a lot of content or taking content exists and re you know repurposing it recreating it et cetera mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a great model. I, I just, I'm just surprised at how, you know, such a simple thing like a newsletter, which is such a basic, I mean, that's like the data is so important and, the, you know, the information. I don't know how many readers you have now, but I, I can only imagine. But it's such a simple thing to say, like, let's just recreate or repurpose and recurate existing content into something that's simple, like you said, simple, clear, witty, you know, funny, unique, it's such a unique thing. That's such like a simple model. I, I don't know if I, I'm just like, it's, it's almost mind boggling.
1: Yeah, it is. But there is still, you know, there's still a way where um, in this world where the best of that, you know, does tend to rise. And on our, you know, on the, the daily Morning Brew newsletter that goes out, it goes out to 2.3 million people. And, you know, we see, a, you know, between a 40 and 42% open rate. Jeez. So it's, you know, we're, we're talking a million people every day or reading Morning Brew. That's like, that's, that's, that's a pretty, that's a pretty large and, and pretty cool number.
0: Yeah, that's, uh, that's, re- that's, yeah. That's, that's,
1: that's remarkable. That's uh, <laughs> remarkable. And we've, you know, we I think by doing a lot of the, you know, the curation and, and context part really well, it's given us license and room to start creating actually a lot of our own original content the um, uh,
0: truth is I don't see the original the original content is in the, the one that comes out daily I didn't see that so much
1: uh, so. no so there there are pieces of original content that do come out um, from time to time. There's not necessarily like right. a pure or you know pure cadence of that yet um, uh, but that is a huge area of growth for us as we continue to build out the content team not right. just for morning Brew but also in our industry you know in b2 b right. specific newsletters as well
0: right and then have you ever written like a case study of how this happened or like how this kind of like kind of showing people what a newsletter should look like or what a newsletter really should kind of focus on? Because, I mean, 40 to 42% open rate is ridiculous in any media.
1: <laughs> in uh, any is, media. And I mean, as a
0: marketer, you, you should be looking at saying, we need to go all over the place
1: with that. Uh, no, and that's actually the lowest open rate of any of our newsletters. Really? Yeah. Uh, so emerging tech, marketing brew, retail brew, and the essentials are all um, in the high 40s, low 50s. Uh, <sighs> so wow
0: my god that's like uh, that's like you know everyone i mean any marketer who ever ever is like uh it's like drooling over those numbers i mean to 10 to 15 percent is like industry standard if you're lucky yeah. i mean if you're lucky it's 20 percent. but wow um
1: well if you're i guess if you're lucky and good then you can get to you know then you can get to 40 40 plus
0: yeah no that this is already not it's not lucky and good it's also lucky good <laughs> and also showing that there's room to improve what people think a newsletter should look like, which is also, um, you know, that's, that's and, and these go out every day, all the, I mean, the, I know the free one goes out every day, the other ones as well, like the retail brew, those go out every day? Uh, three th- uh, three times a week. Three times a week, all right, yep. that's pretty, so that's still, I mean, that's a still, still a pretty high, you know, yeah, yeah. cadence, that's pretty impressive that people are opening up at that level, okay.
1: Yeah, I mean, but the you know the regularity component I think is is also something that is that is very important. And the
0: and the the goal is to stay as newsletters, or is it to stay like to become like some sort of real publication, quote unquote, like a proper you know publication engine? Is that like the goal later on?
1: Yeah, so I would say less less publication engine and more media company. Um, And we've already we've already. I think, you know, pretty much begun that transition from, uh, you know, newsletter startup to media company. Um, and that has accelerated really over the last, like, you know, six to nine months, um, where we have a very successful podcast in business casual, um, where, you know, that's hosted by Kinsey Grant. She is phenomenal. Um, and is kind of like, you know, growing her, uh, she she is like talent at you know, oh, that's at, right. that's at, you know you at Morning looking, Brew. We're looking
0: for one. We're you're looking for a podcast host or something.
1: So we're we're launching another podcast, oh, another which is podcast. so we're looking for um, you know two uh, two podcast hosts. Um, and so the podcast two you know for Morning Brew is going to be more you know business dialogue and banter. Um, you know, back and forth versus what, like what does. we're doing right now. Oh. Exactly. <laughs> this is actually, this is an audition.
0: No, no the truth uh, is I was thinking about it. No, don't joke. <laughs> I was actually thinking about it. If it wasn't based in New York, I would be very much on that one already. Um, but yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, so I mean, so, we, you know, we've been very successful with the podcast. We're doing a lot of content now that sits outside of the newsletter um, as well. So we have a lot of editorial content. We do a lot of branded content for our partners. Um, we've done some virtual events, uh, we're better monetizing what, like our social assets, uh, and there, and so we are creating more of an ecosystem, um, that is not only good for our readers, but, you know, from for where I get really excited is for our, you know, for our brand partners as well.
0: That's awesome. And, you, uh, your brand partners are, you're looking for what kind of level of brand partnership are you looking for, you know, startups, Big Fortune 500 companies. You know, I see some of the brand partnerships. Obviously, based on what you're writing in the newsletter that I see, so mm-hmm. there's clearly it's branded partnerships. But which what is the is there a certain kind of levels or a certain kind of you know you know call it profiles of companies that you're looking for, or are you looking for anyone?
1: Those that can pay us the most. No, I'm just kidding. The, <laughs> um, no, it's Money you know talks, it, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's um we, we'd like to work with everyone possible and we're you know we're getting to the point where we are very big in a premium you know newsletter and we don't want to you know price anyone out and so we are trying to figure out new ways so that we can continue to work with a lot of the you know the smaller companies that we have worked with over the past you know year plus um but if you look at who we are working with now it is like the some of the biggest companies in the world and also some of the like the coolest smallest you know D right. You know, startups. Um, and that's just, that's like really just looking even at, um, you know, morning brew, the daily newsletter. Now, when you look at marketing brew and retail brew, because those are industry and B2B newsletters, we have a lot of, you know, brands that I had, you know, I had really never heard of, um, you know, over a year ago. Now I see are very huge in the retail community or the marketing community or the emerging tech community. Um, in helping those professional decision makers do their job better. Um, And there's a lot, you know, there's a lot of opportunity there for, um, you know, for us as well. Um, So our, you know, our brand partner set is over a given year is, you know, many, many, many hundreds of different kinds of partners. um,
0: And you try to get them into, and you focus on putting them onto certain verticals or kind of get them onto the main as well, the main, Newsletter distribution-wise, and then and then also putting them into the the specific vertical, tech brew, retail brew, whatever it is, or do
1: uh. well. Only I would say only it, it depends on what what their goals are and who they're trying to reach. So if there is you know if there's a brand that um, you know wants to reach you know retail professionals, right? Well, you know we'll we'll only really talk to them about retail brew. Okay.
0: Um, you know we okay. don't.
1: It may not necessarily make sense. Now there are some you know larger. Business-focused companies that you know want to talk to business professionals, no matter what industry they're in, and therefore it may make sense to you know to look at Morning Brew and potentially also you right. know one of our, our pure B two B plays. Um, but for the most part, it's um, it's pretty industry newsletter specific for the different brands that we're talking to.
0: Cool. All right, so I'm going to go back to being to Jason as opposed to Morning Brew because I think we can kind of play around back and forth a little bit about it, but we'll see. Maybe yeah. um, this is something that I know we I, I know this is sort of part of what you you mentioned it, but uh, let's see if it, uh, I like to f- see how people tweet and what they do and it kind of gives me a sense of yeah. who the person is. You said recently that you're I think this is something that you mentioned that might be you doing. I don't remember that uh, you're going to be changing your LinkedIn bio soon. Or what, what, <laughs> what are you going for?
1: Uh, no, it was a, it was com- it was a comment from uh, Alex, um, mm-hmm. our, our our co-founder and CEO, wrote that he wanted to start a um, a, a Twitter account that just surfaced um, like people's ridiculous job titles on uh, LinkedIn. Okay. Okay. Uh, and so I was going to strive to come up with something that was ridiculous enough to make the list. So you're going uh, to try to, I have you're
0: not- to you're trying to infuse Morning Brew's wit. Into LinkedIn bios is that what you're trying yes. to say? I see. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, so we, we will see. Keep an eye out, keep an eye out on uh, on on Twitter and LinkedIn for uh, for what I'm able to come up with that is um, uh, that that hopefully makes the uh, the top list there.
0: All right. Okay. Well, we're <laughs> gonna do that. Um, so let's move back to something about you. You I know that you recently read some books that you were just like these were. Yes. These were like I have to. Full stop, these are the most important books people have to read. And I think you wrote a, you kind of wrote like some sort of thread, if I recall, about what you learned from those books.
1: Yeah, I've, um, there, I, and I got actually a lot of really good feedback, um, you know, from the Twitter community to recommend other books, um, you know, based on.
0: Have you been reading more because of the pandemic or are you just a big reader in general?
1: No, I've never been a huge reader, um, but I've definitely started to read more um, for me, it's—I mean—it's really about like finding the right book. There are a lot of things that I'm interested in, but the way that I consume information is not like I needed to be told to me in a really good story. Right. Um, and you know, two of the books that I've learned so much from um, are the last two books that I read. With the first one was Ride of a Lifetime, um, which is Bob Iger's uh, Disney book, which is phenomenal. Um, I mean, such an interesting guy, incredible career, and it is packed with very applicable and actionable like leadership lessons and learnings. Um, the one that I just finished a couple of days ago was Trillion Dollar Coach, um, you know, which is the story of Bill Campbell, who has also a just phenomenal and interesting career going from a football coach to business executive to, you know, executive coach to literally the biggest and most influential names in tech um, and it was you know it goes through kind of like the way that he did it and stories from his life and that that really resonated with me um, and it's kind of cool because there are some things that you know I, I've been doing as a you know leader and, and manager of teams that um, are are I guess good and I should continue to do but there were also a lot of lessons in there that um, you know, I'm already starting to implement for my team now.
0: That's awesome. I mean, that's a quick th- those two transformative books, and you wrote. I remember some like sort of string about what what those lessons were. And ride of a lifetime. Just give me an example of what, like two or three lessons that you were just like, I can't believe that. You know, what were what were some of them?
1: Yeah, there's one that um, that we talk about quite a bit internally. It's, um, you know, when you when you hire people, you want them to be ambitious, right? You want people who are upwardly mobile and, and focused on you know, advancing their career and, and being hungry. And that is like, that is definitely a very good thing. But the one thing that you know, he cautions in the book is that you can't let that distract you from kind of like the job at hand. Um, and I think it's just a phenomenal lesson always that ambition is good. But like, if you're not focused on what's right in front of you, like you'll never get to what that next, that next thing is. Like, it's very good to have vision and drive, but it's also so important to remain focused on the things that you need to do, you know, today and tomorrow, because if you don't do those things well, you'll never kind of make it to that next step.
0: So that's like saying, you know, the the ambition of a person or being ambitious versus like being focused on the present, whether it's a task, whether it's, you know, a project for the next couple of months, whatever it is, you're saying is ambition is great. And your desire to a person's desire to kind of succeed and get, you know, to the next level of employment or career or whatever it is. But while meanwhile, you you can't get, you know, lose sight of the the simpler tasks and simpler things right now. Otherwise, you're just going to kind of get lost and you're going to always want to get to that next step, but you're going to never realize that the failures that you've kind of lost sight of.
1: Yeah. It's, you... Yeah. It's like, it's the, I mean, said differently, it's, you know, it, it's appreciating and respecting the journey. Right. Um, you know, knowing where you're going or where you want to go is amazing. That's, that's awesome. But you need to get like, there is, there is a, like, you know, a path and a road and journey. To get to that place, and you can't lose sight of that. Right,
0: that's awesome. I love it. That's amazing. Um, So you know, that's that's like right in line with my next question, which is something that I kind of think I'm sure will kind of you know dovetail a lot with what we've been talking about so far. Is you know, the the topic I always like to talk about, this the name of the the podcast is empathy empathize it really kind of like how empathy and the softer skills kind of really play into, you know, the traditional business model, which is Mm -hmm. much more like, you know, numbers, figures, money, revenue, whatever you want to call it. And then like taking it back and saying is obviously there's been a shift and people are a little bit more into that softer skill that less, you know, that, that more um, kind of hybrid model, if you will. Um, But my question is when you're working with, you know, obviously a successful, Company, uh, you're working with a successful company like Morning Brew, working with for them, doing some really amazing things, seeing, you know, explosive growth on, on any scale. Um, how does that play into it? How does that, you know, you're working with B two B companies, you're working on, you're trying to bring partners in there. How did that? How do they two work?
1: sorry. So how do how does, how does, yeah, it's like
0: empathy, how does empathy work when you're trying to, you know, you're obviously talking, you're connecting to people. There's a lot of, you know, a lot of connectivity a lot of, you're connecting with a lot of different people, whether it's partners yeah, yeah. with readers, you know, 40% open rate on a, you know, a free email, if you will, is, is impressive, but there's clearly a reason why that's, why that's working. It's not just yeah. the data, you know, the data works, right. Or we have a unique style of writing. It's obviously mm-hmm. something about that behind that. So what is the, What's the empathy or what are the software skills that kind of really help drive the success of Morning Brew and also you, Jason?
1: Yeah, so there, you know, the, you know, when I, when I was saying like what drew me into Morning Brew, you know, the, where everyone was like a good, everyone is a good person um, was something that struck me. And when we recently, you know, kind of established our core values as a company. Empathy is one of the four core values. And so that is, that kind of like above all else guides, you know, strategy and vision and how we operate. Um, there, uh, and so it's, it, there's a, a book called Traction. Um, it's a business book um, that, you know, our, our leadership team, uh, you know, started to go through uh, about a year ago. And so one of the things is to, you know, develop what your core values are. Um, and that made it in there and one, you know, another is to look at your specific org. So in my case, the, you know, the, the revenue and client facing org, you know, what are the three uniques, um, that you have that, you know, that no one else has. And for our team, you know, it's, yes, there are, you know, we get, we get results. Um, that's why, you know, that's why partners come to us. There is the degree to which we are, you know, we, we customize things and we take, you know, all, all of the creative that shows up a Morning Brew is done in-house wow. um, and, you know, enables that, that level of native that, you know, we want, we want to like take back that term, um, you know, in the, in the content space. But the thing that I am most proud of is why we call our sales team and why our whole org is focused on the idea of partnership and, we have north of a 70% renewal rate with our partners, which is unheard of in media. Um, That's like, that's a, that's a SAS number. Um, And we get constant feedback from our partners about how much they enjoy working with us. And they know that if something is wrong or not performing that it like, it matters to us. And that reputation and that repetition in in market has been one of the biggest differentiators, I think, it, that, you know, that I could have ever hoped or dreamed, um, you know, for Morning Brew, that that is, you know, that that is our reputation, that that is, you know, kind of like the the legacy of the, the rev, you know, the partnerships org at Morning Brew is that we really care and that we, you know, we are partners in, you know, in this thing, we want, you know, our partners to succeed and we win together, you know, those things are, are big differentiators in market. Not every not every right. sales org can say that.
0: That's for sure. I'm surprised at that number myself. I mean, seventy percent return and repeat, repeat partnership is just—you might as well be betting a thousand. I mean, that's that's—I mean, there's always going to be some drop off, anyways. But that's yep. that's very very impressive. Um, obviously, that didn't come from just like you know, it wasn't just exponential growth right away. There, obviously, in the in first couple of years there was a lot of you know, fine tuning and getting that mm-hmm. right voice and whatever it was. So that was probably also learning from the data that was behind it. In other words, your data was driving your the company's kind of direction for the first couple of years. So that obviously got you to the point which is, you know, the last 2019, 20, uh, which is really where the company saw its most impressive growth to, to the best of my knowledge, maybe mm-hmm. um, am I right?
1: i'm sorry can you repeat the question
0: i'm sorry i was asking was that in 2019 20 is really where they kind of the the company kind of really took that next step of growth
1: yes um there have been i think a couple of like next steps or inflection points i think the you know 2019 to 2020 was absolutely massive by you know the end of 2019 um we hit 13 mil in revenue and um you know between 2019 and 2020 you know we're we're on our way to 20. right and you know, those are, those are numbers that we've, we've, we've mentioned, um, you know, publicly before. Um, and so those are very massive steps to go from three to 13 and 13 to 20. Right. Um, you know, you're, you're still talking, you know, very high double digit, you know, exponential growth. Um, and it's, you know, for, for, for 2021, we we're we're not, you know, we're not stopping. So, um,
0: is is the there, pandemic helping or hurting or not doing or keeping you the same?
1: I mean it it hurt um, it it hurt and and didn't in different ways. Um, you know there there's a there's an article I wrote uh, in April called uh, "Calling Plays Without a Playbook" and the intersection of peacetime and wartime leadership, um, and I, I think it it kind of explores that like d- I don't know dichotomy of uh, of the the pandemic and how it affected business um you know the newsletter readership went up um because people were looking for a a consistent source of news that was told in a way that was not hitting you over the head or um you know aloof or you know it was it was straightforward but also you know with a, like a dose of levity um i mean advertising was hard um right. you know we now very fortunately we we did, we were able to revise our, you know, our Q2 revenue goals. We beat our revised number and we only, you know, we only missed our original pre-pandemic revenue goal by 14%, which is, That's pretty good. which is pretty good. Um, <laughs> a- and, you know, a lot of our peers in media did not fare so well and, you know, missed it by, you know, two to three times that.
0: Right. Um, I'm sure the 70% uh, retention of partnerships and partners doesn't hurt when at this. It, c-
1: it, didn't it, <laughs> it, it didn't hurt, but a lot of, I mean, a lot of those, it was not, it was not 70% at that time. Obviously not. Um, <laughs> You know, like that, there were a lot of, there were a lot of uncomfortable conversations, but there were a lot of really good conversations where we were able to strengthen relationships because, Yeah, yeah you know, I was actually was, talking you know, to the
0: CEO of 16 Handles when I was in New York recently. Um, he's an amazing person. You have to meet him. He's just like a mind, like just, I interviewed him out for this podcast a couple of months ago, but he I sat with him while I was there and he said this thing, you know, obviously there was a couple of times when this thing was like scary as anything, but yeah. then he said, it was really scary. And then he said, he actually said that the most difficult conversation he had, but it was also the most like releasing one was the one he had with his landlord for his you know office. He said to him, listen, I can tell you right now that I'm going to pay you at least half of my, my rent. Of the company's rent, I mean the, the rent for the space. Every month, don't come after me. I'm not your red list guy. I'm not the guy who's going to come. And, I'm, I'm not going to be the guy who's not going to pay you. Right. right. And he said, "Is that's not me." And he said, "Is it was uncomfortable because obviously he doesn't want to hear that, right? Because it, the landlord doesn't want to hear that." Um, but he said, "Is once that person, once he heard that, and once that relationship kind of broke the when he broke the ice on that kind of thing, he was just like, that was it. The expectation was there, and he's like." Yeah, we, we lost a little bit of revenue, a little bit here, a little bit there, but our partnerships and our, you know, our, you know, our franchisees and everything like we actually felt stronger because people, they just changed a little bit of the course and they were like, even stronger. Yeah. And it seems to me that that's really like, not just him, and not just you, but it seems like there's a lot more of that viewpoint, you know, that kind of point of view in terms of where companies are going, where, you know startups if you will your company's still still considered startups even though you're doing some very nice uh, numbers right so that's where you know companies are looking at or brands are moving towards and saying is you know what we have to change our few things here and there but we're still strong and we're really making that moving that direction so it's not like it was it hurts but it's not not the end of the world
1: i uh i agree
0: all right um okay now i have a question that's a little bit usually more of a challenge because um I know people like I, I may, you might not be able to answer it, but we'll see okay. um, <laughs> the biggest challenge that's facing. I'll, I'll start with morning brew, but I also want to hear kind of you in terms of you, Jason.
1: Yeah, I mean, the, one of the, the biggest things for us is is kind of keeping up with the potential and growth. Um, you know, we are uh, we are still hiring um, and we're hiring quite a bit. Um, and to hire you also like need more people who are able to hire and, and recruit the best talent. Right. Um, and so there, there are like multiple uh, layers and levels of complexity um, when you need to scale a team in the way that we are trying to do. Um, and so you know, for, for us is you know, just making sure that we're, we keep our foot on the gas and we continue to bring on the right people um, to help us you know, through that next phase of, of exponential growth.
0: Awesome. And for Jason,
1: uh, is making the time to wear the many the many hats that um, that I have to wear. Um, you know, that's that's you know not just at work with you know overseeing the revenue team and and sales and the different departments and making sure we're growing. But you know, of course, you know being being the best you know husband that I can be, and you know being being the best you know non non work Jason that I can be.
0: I hear. Um, okay, so. Uh, There's a question I know that you'd like to talk about, just because I've seen, read, done my research um, about you. What can people learn outside of the traditional classroom settings to kind of grow their, you know, get their, expand their dots or kind of learn how to understand the, the dots that they're, the dots are collecting or learn how to make that, you know, kind of navigate the dots that they, of their life?
1: Yeah, it's, well, you don't necessarily know that something is a valuable dot, dot right, until right. later on. Um, I mean, sometimes you do where you're like, oh, wow, like this is, this is awesome. Um, The, I mean, the biggest thing is to just like, you know, experience and do as much as you can and much that, you know, as much as your, your lifestyle affords you to be able to do. And that could be reading that could be, you know, as long as it's new things and different things and expanding your, your perspectives, um, like that is the, the, one of the biggest pieces of advice that I could give. Um, you know, for, I, I had another kind of, you know, Twitter thread about this, but, you know, one of the most valuable things that I learned in college had absolutely nothing to do with the classroom. Such as? Um, there, uh, there, is, there is, or, or was, I'm, I'm unsure, but a, a party at the University of Michigan called Splash Bash. Okay. um and that was a a party that a a different chapter of my fraternity um i was in api that uh-huh. the the api in western ontario uh, in toronto would throw and we went and i looked at it it was a lot of fun it was very cool um but thought i could do that you know better and different much closer to <laughs> the, the the uh the city of ann arbor um and the next year, we did it on campus, and like you know, I secured the venue, sold tickets, got sponsors, um, you know, and and set up like a like a, a franchise of a you know an event where, if you look at my career, and I went into like you know media, and then you know at Thrillist and Live Nation, that was like experiential partnerships,
0: right?
1: You know, which is exactly what i have learned by doing you know in college
0: got it wow so you basically you kind of learn is but that experience you went to the, like, you know i guess in your freshman year you went to it or your sophomore year you went to it as just as a participant and you're just like mm-hmm. this was cool it was awesome and then you went to them and franchised it out or they just said like or was it wasn't competition in any way shape or form it was more like- no
1: i mean we they 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 still you know did theirs and there are other you know other others around um the country i think that were doing it um but it, not like a you know fran- not franchises in in that respect but- i mean more that it's i think it is something that is either still going on um however many years later um you know or maybe even ended recently but the fact that that could go on for you know 15 years right. is cool like yeah. that you know there there's something to that So, you, so you, let's, it, let's,
0: you left the left legacy after you, you kind of created the model for people in university of michigan you said we're going to create our own version of this event and then you're just like i'm gonna leave the legacy saying is okay it's next next people take it on and yeah which is cool which is really you know kind of really important in terms of the you're right the skills that you learn in the classroom would not necessarily teach you what to do that but it's much more of that experience that you know kind of like out-of-the-box thinking which is not necessarily taught about taught Mm -hmm. in um, You know in a a classroom setting that's awesome Yeah, that's really uh, that's a really cool way to kind of look at things in terms of kind of putting the dots saying is oh now I see that what I did in Michigan Now kind of comes back to me a Thrillist Live Nation and now even working at Morning Brew Which is also Mm -hmm. that media partnership. It's cool. It's really cool um Okay, so now I get to last my last two questions. I hope this thing, based on the time, is perfect. Uh, so my last two questions is your favorite quote that you heard read about recently?
1: Um, whew, favorite quote that I read recently. I'm sure there there were definitely a lot of quotes in the um, in the last two books that um, that I read. But um, perhaps instead of a quote, I can give a phrase.
0: All right, go for it.
1: Um, and it's something that we we talk a lot about. Um, inside it, at work is this idea of constructive tension. Constructive um, tension. Love it. And I first, I first learned of that through the book, Chat the Challenger Sale. Um, we've kind of adapted it at, you know, at Morning Brew to I- encompass any like intentional and respectful like dispute or disagreement and reframe that into something that is like a, a constructive dialogue and negotiation and debate so that we can challenge each other and grow always and right. it's it's about the recognition that if someone disagrees with you it's like it's not a personal thing right. right it's like we all want the business to succeed um and the tension is not between us the tension is between like the idea and the market and you know yeah. and it's like so you need to have that in order to gain perspectives and to make an idea or a product or whatever, the best that it can be.
0: Right. And so the frustration is you're kind of rechanneling. Usually, usually what gets, usually what happens is the the team gets frustrated and they think that the, the frustration is based on, you know, you didn't do the right job or you didn't do with something right. And you're moving and saying is, let's take, really, we all want to get the same thing done, which yeah. is great. Reframing is a, an amazing tactic. And you're just saying, let's put this aside. It's not you and me, me versus you. It's really you know the idea from the idea point for the ideation to the execution there's this gap and we don't know what's going to happen in between that gap and that absolutely closing that gap is what's frustrating us that's what's really frustrating us it's not the, anything else um yes. yes i i hear that all the time i love this idea of constructive tension okay last question um when when jason not when morning brew when jason is not uh brewing up another newsletter or building some yeah. awesome partnerships it's not about morning brew but what do you do Besides that, and I mean, I guess reading is a big part of it. But besides that,
1: yeah, I mean, reading is great. Um, I love going for walks. Um, I find that to be like a great way to kind of like clear your head, to be creative, listen to music, listen to podcasts, talk to people on the phone. Um, I've kind of like I gotten a renewed sense of you know talking to to people on the phone, especially over the last few months. Um, That's definitely a big thing for me. you know, my my wife and I are are big. I mean, not not so much anymore, but you know, loved, loved eating out. Um, that was always a lot of fun, especially being in Manhattan. Um, but we're uh, we also are known to uh, get a good like TV binge binge watch in. TV Well I mean, we're we are like plowing through Lost again now. Really? Okay. Um, we hadn't seen it in a long time. Highly recommend to rewatch. Um, that was great, and I mean, I, I feel like we've we've also, you know, watched, like, you know, Parks and Rec and Thirty Rock in The Office multiple, multiple times. <laughs> we'll probably do that again, you know, sometime soon. But, uh, uh, but yeah, we, but uh, we're we're big fans of hanging out and watching TV together. So
0: awesome, those are great. That's great. Um, okay, so now we'll ask the last question everyone likes to know is where can we find you online? Although I'll probably put into the you know summary anyway. Uh, so we'll ask that question then we'll kind of uh, close it up.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, my, my email is jason at morningbrew.com um, But um, as you know, also very active on Twitter at um, Jay uh and also LinkedIn um, So any you know anyone listening, please feel free to reach out and uh, and connect and um, I love uh, I love talking about this stuff
0: Awesome well, thank you so much, Jason, for this the time. I know it's you know first thing in the morning is you know is is always not the best time, but it's always uh, I appreciate it. Uh, so thank you, and the, uh, the audience will love listening to this one. Uh, there's a lot of great soundbites out of this one, so I wanted to thank you for that. And I I think if anything, if nothing else, I, I, you know, constructive tension is is a an amazing takeaway because it just really kind of puts everything into perspective in terms of what what goes on as a in almost every company, every place and around the, you know, every interaction with people, there's always that tension. And we just have to not break it and kind of reframe it and move it away, pass the ball away from that. You know, it's not a personal thing. Um, Indeed. So, but there's so much other stuff here, obviously, and connecting the dots and everything. But so, um, yeah, thank you so much for that amazing, uh, for your time and amazing uh, insights. And uh, look forward to sharing it with everyone.
1: No, thank you so much uh, as well. I, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, Thank you. Uh, Thank you for the time as well. Yeah.
0: Be sure to sign up for the podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. And remember, the next time you're doing business in the digital economy, make sure to empathize it.